You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. This show, as always, is brought to you by wonderful viewers just like yourself. Special thanks to Hubie, Noodle Swoop, Jalen M., Rome, Fallen Sun, Number Theory, and all the other patrons for your support. If you'd like to join them in their support, you can find some great perks for yourself over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone, with support levels starting at just $1. You can find this link, contact links, and show notes for this episode and all past episodes over at thehappyhearthstone.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 213 of The Happy Hearthstone. I am Guy Grumpy, the host of the show, and today we've got a special guest that I've been looking forward to sometime now, the captain of the Kent State Salem Campus Hearthstone team, Emily punk Harles. Emily, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm happy to be here. This is my first experience doing something like this, so it's definitely an honor. So can you share a little bit about yourself? Um, yes, my name is Emily, and I'm currently a senior at the Kent State University Salem branch. Um, I'm studying human development and family studies, but on the side, I recently joined the esports program back in February of 2020. And I have since became the captain of that Hearthstone team. And it's something my professor has wanted for quite some time now. And we've done two tournaments through TESPA and with the uh, new collegiate scene, however that's going to be set up. Um, it'll be interesting to see where we move forward with that. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that a little bit more. I, I think that's not something we get to really talk about much in the uh, Hearthstone community is the collegiate uh, esports uh, brand. So how long have you been playing Hearthstone? Um, I would probably say about a year and a couple of months, not very long at all. Um, it started when one of my friends um, was like, hey, we want to play like some games together since we can't see each other and we live states away. How about Hearthstone? And um, at first I kind of laughed it off because from what I knew about it, I knew there was a paywall and I'm like, oh boy, how am I going to afford this if I get started? And then I just started playing and I got hooked. So... Had and the rest other uh, trading card games before I had I had not the only one I was like familiar with was like tabletop Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh like back in elementary school <laughs> <laughs> well this wouldn't be the happy hearthstone if we didn't share a little bit about what's bringing us joy why we're happy lately and although it's been a pretty weird and wild year so far and a tough week in particular. Uh, for me, I got to say that having food delivery services that deliver out to the boonies where I live has really brought me that joy lately. Uh, the only joy that can come only from unabashed laziness, uh, letting somebody else make that 30-minute drive. So thank you, food <laughs> delivery people, uh, for making my year so far. Emily, how about yourself? What's making you happy? Um, first off, I do agree with food delivery service. I also live like out in the middle of nowhere. So that's always nice not having to go out with the circumstances lately. But um, what's particularly making me happy and it normally wouldn't make people 
Triple Happy is me starting my new semester because it's my last full semester until I graduate. So we got that to look forward to. So is there internships and uh, things of that nature, Uh, final projects or anything like that? Oh, gosh, probably final projects. But as far as I know, for my associate's degree, I only did two internships and that counted towards the bachelor's degree. So I should be done in that territory. And are you back in person in school or is it still remote? Um, As far as I know, they have not made any announcements. As far as I know, my schedule is completely 100% remote. Um, There might be changes in the coming weeks or months. It's just kind of up in the air. It makes it a little difficult to plan, especially in that last semester, but yep. congratulations. You're almost to the finish line. Are you going back to school uh, for more uh, te- um, more learning, or are you planning on joining the quote-unquote real world afterward? Oh, my ultimate goal would probably not right away, but I would probably pick up my master's degree in social work somewhere along the line. I might with the crazy year and the crisis and everything, I might just take a year off, reflect, and then start planning because with my situation, which I'll talk a little bit more in depth about this as well, I have a disability. It's a very mild disability, but it puts barriers in between that most people wouldn't normally have. So I'd have to figure out housing, food, like driving, all that. I mean, well, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm still living with my parents now, and I, I don't mind it, but it's just convenient right now. So, and you know, for most people your age, I think that's common, and even a bit older. So, <laughs> there's no shame in that. That's just no. the way the world works these days. Yes. So we're actually recording on the day that the uh, 19.2.1 patch went live. Uh, There were a few nerfs to go around, uh, two to address problem decks in standard and one to address uh, problem card in Battlegrounds. Uh, First up, Edwin Van Cleef finally got touched. Uh, You may know him as the ultimate combo card, a three mana 2-2 with a combo effect of gaining plus two plus two for each other card played on the turn that he's played. Uh, Well, that was uh, obviously a little too fast in these days of the foxy fraud and things bringing out gigantic versions of him as early as turn one even uh or two is more common um so uh they just increased his mana by one so at four mana it should slow him down just enough to let people draw their answers but still be good enough to um to see play. Now, there's still rumors that he's going to be Hall of Famed at the set rotation as well, uh, or maybe as part of the classic redesign, uh, at which point there's a variety of different things that could happen. So I wouldn't rush out and uh, dust him quite yet, as there's still a chance that you'll get free dust in just a few months uh, for just for having him, and then you can dust him for, for double the value. Uh, but uh, what do you think of that change, Emily? Oh boy, I don't really play Rogue that much because I find myself misplaying a lot, and I'm going to be completely honest, it's not really my forte, but that 10-10 Edwin on like turn 3, I'm glad that'll slow down a little bit, but with Foxy Fraud and the combo card, 
discounting Edwin even with the mana, I don't know if it's quite enough, if I'm honest. It might slow him down a tiny bit, but... I feel like you really have to have the Foxy Fraud now, uh, where before uh, you could still combo him um, normally later in the game with uh, Secret Passage and some other things and and get him out big. The er- really early one, you needed Foxy Fraud anyway. Uh, now there's you can still do it, but it takes a specific set of cards. Like you need Foxy Fraud and Shadow Step to get him out um, on turn two even. So... Um, uh, he's still going to be good, uh, but I, I think it does hurt, and maybe you'll see the secret version of the deck that we've been running into uh, on ladder a bit more often than the straight up combo versions, is what I'm guessing. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. It'll probably go more kind of a combination of Edwin and mm-hmm. Secret, like you said. Um, time will tell. Um, I'm more worried about the next nerf we're going to talk about because today, oh my gosh, I think I've faced five or six shamans today and it was most of my matches and that was almost rage inducing. (laughs) (laughs) And we've all been seeing a lot of evolved shaman on the ladder. So to address that craziness, they've changed the bog spine knuckles, which was the five mana four two weapon that transforms your minions into random ones that costs one more. Uh, the fix that they came up with was to reduce the attack to three. Uh, that basically prevents the dread corsair from being free when the knuckles are played, so it'll either slow it down a turn or prevent it from being a nice sized uh, big minion on curve. Uh, so if you can maintain those early. Uh, maintain control of the board early then theoretically it will work uh what do you think of that one um like i like you said um it's basically all about board control if you maintain control of the board and you draw the right cards i think evolve shaman will still be relatively popular um but again if you don't get um the one that like draws the weapon and some other core like the corrupt card pitmaster and others you're going to just fall behind on board to some classes but i still think it's going to be very strong in my opinion yeah i think i think so i don't think it really does a whole lot um i mean it really stops that dread corsair on turn 5 uh, without lore 4 with the coin of uh, just giving you something that you can evolve uh, but uh, it's still it's still a pretty powerful card with everything else that you can do uh, it might it might be slow enough that people take out some of their sticky fingers that they've been throwing in to yeah. uh, directly combat it. Uh, and if that's the case, then I think it'll maintain um, the dominance that w- we've seen it. Uh, you'll still see it a lot. Uh, if people keep the sticky fingers in, it might be enough to just kill the deck until uh, the sticky fingers yeah. <laughs> leaves the meta. Definitely. Kind of a back and forth with that. Yeah, honestly, I was kind of suspecting the same thing with Sticky Fingers. Um, And right now, I haven't seen any slowdown with Shaman, even with the nerfs from my observation. So I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. (laughs) Well, that's probably... Okay, Uh, we have a 35-card expansion coming up soon. 
we have uh, yeah the classic redesign coming soon so it's okay i think if a class or two classes dominate for a short period of time we've seen some other decks uh start to be seen a lot more like the ramp paladin um and uh, Bomb Warrior has been making a comeback. So, you know, there, there's some other decks that are up there to challenge and maybe that slows it down enough that we have four decks that you see on, on Ladder 5 uh, versus just the two that were, were so consistent uh, before. Um, yeah, I do agree Bomb Warrior is making a comeback. I have been playing that a lot lately, and I've also been playing Zulok a lot lately. And I've been doing pretty well with that. I mean, Zulok is pretty powerful since aggro is kind of dead. It's kind of the most aggro deck that we have right now. Um, and with that, I'm currently going 69 and 34, so nice. hopefully I can make it to Legend with that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, the last of the nerfs uh, is a Battlegrounds nerf where Elistra the Immortal it used to be a tier 6 7 7 with Divine Shield and Reborn and she had an effect of whenever a friendly taunt minion is attacked then she got attacked instead turns out that's a little too strong so they nerfed her all the way down to being a 4 4 instead I admit I've been relying on her uh, of late to uh, handle those last boards the final um final run boards trying to get her tripled and uh, protect my divine shield poisoned um, uh, amalgams. So it's a little sad to see her hit so hard. Um, but now I guess that just means that she'll protect that four times instead of just instead of uh, potentially living through some of those early aggressions. So do you play battlegrounds at all? Um, I play a little bit, but I will admit only casually when I'm really frustrated with ladder and I just need that break, but I still have that hearthstone bug to keep playing. So mm -hmm. um, I don't really have much input on the nerf there. Mm -hmm. but I have seen you in Battlegrounds a lot more lately on Battle.net. So, yeah. Yeah, so for, for me, uh, same thing. If I get tired of ladder, Battlegrounds is a good thing. Uh, my girlfriend also plays a lot of Battlegrounds, so we play a lot together uh, on off days uh, on the couch while we're um, hanging with the kid, things like that. So, um, so. Yeah, it's, it's, I really like that Hearthstone's adding these new modes. Looking forward to the next new mode as well that's uh, coming up. Uh, just as ways to break when you start to feel the tilt in the other uh, modes. So yes. uh, keep going, Hearthstone. I really do appreciate all of the work that you're putting <laughs> in to keep us in your client. <laughs> I definitely agree that you know the new modes are nice. Um, there's a little bit of controversy with duels. I do like it. But again, that's another thing that's kind of a lot um, behind a paywall now with the wild cards. Because I know for me personally, I would always disenchant my wild cards because I didn't play wild. And now I'm out of a lot of cards for duels. But if I do have a card to craft a deck that I see online, I will just go into casual duels and have fun with it. And um, same with Battlegrounds. I'll just, you know, look up some uh you know uh minion comps and stuff like that and just have fun with it and it it really helps with the frustration 
on ladder. <laughs> I have to be honest, I haven't really played a ton of the duels. Uh, I've heard that objection a lot that there's a need for wild cards, but I've also heard from quite a few people that, that it's really just for the constructed part. Uh, and since that's such a limited set that you can uh, create that uh, that initial um deck with then it seems like it wouldn't be as big a deal because you can still discover things that you don't have um in your collection and i'm not sure i'm not sure about the um the heroic version if you still need to own the cards to be able to build the the deck i I guess probably do i Um, would guess probably but i do not have insight on that i've been trying to save as much gold as i can for the mini sets and stuff that's coming so makes total sense to me yeah well with that those were the only three cards that were touched uh for the nerfs this time so let's move on to the main topic uh emily tell us about the collegiate scene for hearthstone okay i will give you as much info as i possibly can um, I know in our campus's case, we kind of just threw three people together and was like, we wanted a Hearthstone team since we were founded in 2017. And since my professor was so excited, he's like, okay, we'll throw two people in with you and make you the captain. We'll give you, you know, 20 bucks for some cards. It was when Descent of Dragons came out. Um, and... Um, we were just kind of going back and forth, looking at HS Replay, um, looking through decks. And um, the ban phase was actually kind of interesting how Tespa did it. And they basically did it through a spreadsheet where you would type in your team's ID and you would see like your opponent's decks and your decks. And um, there was literally no insight what the other team was going to play and you would just ban... Um, one class, it's basic conquest format. You would have three different decks from at least, well, at least four different decks from four different classes, and you would ban one. Um, and the first year I played, resources was a huge issue for me because I think I had only been playing for a year. So there was a difference in power spike for me in my case, but we still did very very well um i think tespa had 200 teams in open and i think we were like 86 i mean that's not the greatest but for a team that you know first kind of came onto the scene and didn't know what they were doing just for the fun of it i was happy with it and um for varsity we weren't expecting to get accepted for varsity because one we were a new team kind of a new club at that point, new to Hearthstone, new to the scene, and my advisor wasn't sure if we had all the paperwork, but then we got the letter that we got accepted, and then we played in Varsity, and then COVID happened, and Varsity actually got put on pause for about a month, I would say, and during that time, a lot of teams, you know, they graduated, they couldn't get together online at the same times, and a lot of stuff happened, and a lot of teams dropped out, and lo and behold, our varsity team was actually in the top four of our little bracket, and the first time I played, the first semester, one out of two, 
we actually went to the playoffs and it was Kent State Salem versus Kent State Maine. And it was kind of funny. We were like, is this really what it's going to come down to? Kent versus Kent for who moves on for scholarships. And uh, oh, wow. I was just talking with the guys back and forth and, you know, we were joking with each other and we had a lot of the same decks because I was like, okay, I know Kent Maine are very, very good players. I'm going to take some inspiration off them. So it was, it was a lot of mirror matches, but I think I actually beat them two out of three rounds and then they beat us in the third round and cleared my entire board. I was like, but for me, that was a huge achievement for me. And even my advisor was like, holy crap, these guys have been playing for years. And I think the captain of Kent State's team is like 128 legend or something like that. So he is a super phenomenal player and has wow. been a huge inspiration for me. I mean, we talk back and forth on Twitter not very often, but when we do, he's like, Hey, if you just want somebody to talk to, if you want to like run decks back and forth, if you want to scrim, whatever. And he's been a super cool dude. And so have you been uh, scrimmaging? Um, not right now, because honestly, all these collegiate teams, all these like 200 teams, um, we don't know what we're going to do because TESPA. I don't know if Blizzard cut ties with TESPA or TESPA cut ties with Blizzard. I don't know what happened, but TESPA closed its doors, and that was the main thing in the collegiate scene. Like, not many people knew about it. It was on the Blizzard launcher a couple times, but it was not very known. And I think there is the THL, which is the Hearthstone League or the Hearthstone Legends or something, that another team, I think, Miami University in Ohio is playing in right now. Those are also good guys, good players, but I didn't know about it until it was too late. Oh, so, yeah, I didn't realize THL had a collegiate program as well. Yeah, that would be interesting. Apparently, one of the guys from one of the other teams is playing in it. Maybe that's something we could all look forward to in the future if these college kids, you know don't have any other option because I know TESPA was huge in scholarships giving you know winners equipment like mics and keyboards and all these things and it was a huge thing for students to even be considered or even be a part of it So let's take a step back though and uh, there was a lot in there to unpack so you, you had mentioned that you'd been looking to start a Hearthstone team since the eSports program was yes. founded in 2017. Yes. So were you, were you involved in another eSport at the time, or were you just familiar with the eSports program, or how did I you was, get that involvement? Um, I was familiar with the club because they would have like tables set up on campus when we would have like our stress-less events during finals. They would have booths and, you know, there was always like a sandwich board, like right when you would walk into campus and it'd be like, join our esports team, join our esports team. And I, I'd, I'd been looking at it for a long time and they had games that I really hadn't picked up. Like they had Overwatch, they had Hearthstone at the time. And I, when I first saw it in 2017 and 2018, I had like zero interest in 
Overwatch or Hearthstone, and I had zero interest in... I used to play Smite a lot, but I wasn't really um, familiar with it on the PC, so that was out for me as well. And I know the Esports Club did a lot of D&D, so... Um, that was another thing that I really wasn't interested in, but it was something that always piqued my interest. It was just simply it came down to me finding a game that I liked and enjoyed and picked it up and played it. And so you said they had Hearthstone at the time uh, yes. when they started, but then uh, it must have not been populated with uh, no. great players then. And so it was when you came over uh, yes. and... shared an interest with your friends that got you into it that they they added it um i think it was always there because the professor dr topher who is also the head of my major department he was huge into hearthstone like he tried to get people interested i think it was when the tombs of terror adventure came out he had a competition. Um, if you beat Dr. Topher, you would win a prize. And I don't know if anybody showed up to that at all. I don't know if it ever had popularity. Um, for all I know, um, there were a few people that, you know, had interest in the game. But it didn't really take off until I came in and got it going. And, you know, Dr. Topher was all excited. And... The people that I had on the team, um, they didn't even have to spectate. So I'm like, hey, you don't have to learn all these cards. You don't have to learn all the mechanics. I'll, you know, kind of teach you guys. And if you guys want to pick it up after, that's your own leisure, too. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of all on me and uh, the professor that started it. Um, we did have a new member to our team that was interested last year. And I think he played two rounds with us and just kind of disappeared. And I was like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's okay. Like maybe he had something going on. Maybe it interfered with classes, you know, I didn't really question it. So then it was just um, me again, primarily, which Tespo was fine with because they were like, if you can't get three people together in the same room right now, that's fine. Um, so typically yeah. they look for three players uh, on yes. a team? Yes. Okay. We were able to find then, ways around it because of the pandemic, thankfully. But yeah. it's So it really was just you on the team then yes. uh, toward the end. Oh man, that makes it even harder. Yeah, it was. So and how the, did you how did you go about prepar- preparing for the tournaments then with just one person? It's not like you can set up practices and say, "Hey, you play these uh, yeah. popular decks and and help me tune it." And that that kind of thing. Um, honestly, my preparation was just playing a rotation of the four decks I picked and just playing them on ladder and just really knowing the mulligans, really knowing the deck. Really knowing like all the ins and outs and mechanics and scenarios and uh, hoping RNG was on your side was a lot of it. <laughs> um, so did you uh, then just learn from playing a lot or did you go out and find uh, deck guides and watch um, uh, streams or um, content creators that were playing the, the in tournaments even? Um, um, 
the way I got started was I started looking into HS Replay and I even bought HS Replay Premium. I'm still subscribed to this day um, and it helps. And then I started, you know, seeing content creators doing giveaways for expansions. I'm like, oh, this will help me, one, not only learn content, two, might also help me pay for a couple expansions in between if I win. But also, you know, I met great people through there. Like I met you, I met Vanga Dragon. I've met so many different wonderful people through these ways and they've helped me become a better player. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah, the Hearthstone community really is great and everybody wants everybody else to to get better. So yes. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to have you as part of it and uh, help in any way that I can. I'm also just excited to hear about your experiences here. Um, so, so the one other question I had uh, from your initial yeah. set was on the varsity. So, is the esports program uh, actually a varsity program at the schools? And so, there you um, meet up with the varsity from other schools. Is that how how that plays? Or when it, you talk about varsity, can you expand it, on that a little? It kind of went that way. I mean, varsity through TESPA was like kind of all virtual, but they would put you in a pool with schools from all over the United States um, and you would just play with those guys and that's how it would come about. We would never see each other's faces. Like the only time we would see each other is like on Twitter and um, mm -hmm. we would become friends with each other and it'd be like, Hey, you know, good game, you know, and all that kind of camaraderie and stuff like that. And I'm still friends with some of the people on my battle net to this day. Um, I remember after one game, the one of the guys from one of the other teams I can't remember what their name was but he was like he hit me up it was like two o'clock in the morning my time eastern standard because I'm a night owl I stay up all night you know doing homework whatever and um he's like you're still up you want to you know scrim and he was like showing me the ropes of bomb warrior because I just picked up bomb warrior and he's like so what do you want to do here? And I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, I hope this guy's actually going to be nice to me and like not make fun of me if I misplay because <laughs> I just played them. And But it was actually really cool. That was like the first time I've had like another person from one of the other teams want to like help me learn and help me learn things from the decks that I was playing. Um. So the varsity was through TESPA, not through the college? No, it was not. It was through TESPA entirely. Okay. Yeah. And so this last tournament that you were talking about, uh, where you ended up facing the Kent State main campus, was that was that just a regional that was, that tournament was, then? Or? That was TESPA, and they were in the playoffs as well. Um, they were actually in the playoffs again uh, this season this past semester and I was watching them on Twitch and I was just like, come on guys, get it, bring it home. But, uh, they, they didn't. Um, unfortunately they, they won another Hearthstone tournament. I can't remember what it was. It was like the HCC or something like that. And, uh, they actually got to go, compete on a stage which was crazy and it all kind of started how 
our smaller campus started. Like it was for fun and we didn't really know what we were doing. We didn't expect to win. And that was like a huge motivation for me seeing that they kind of started the same way and what could happen from that just initial spark. And I've been hooked on Hearthstone ever since and getting better as a player. So when you graduate, are you planning on trying to go pro in any way or uh, still participating in the college life and coach uh, a team if there's interest or Um, what's next for you on the competitive front? Oh gosh, I would love to be pro. I would love to start streaming eventually. Like I got a headset for Christmas, which is what I'm using to record this right now. Um, And that's a start to, you know, my setup. And I'm like, I want to stream. I want to continue doing this in any way possible because I don't know if I go for my master's, are there going to be collegiate level teams? Because there is so much uncertainty with the esports scene right now, not just with TESPA, but with Hearthstone esports and all of that. So... Yeah, I'm sure that we'll get some information soon on what the new Masters Grandmasters program looks like. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's a little um, there's still some anxiety that it hasn't been announced yet. Uh, although everything has been finished for the last season, so right. um, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they come up with because there has been a lot of criticism uh, over the past year on the Grandmasters system, and so hopefully, I've seen that. yeah, they, hopefully they come up with something um, good to take its place. I hope. And um, Tespa also said that this year their Overwatch tournaments, their Call of Duty tournaments, and their Hearthstone tournaments will continue for 2021. They said it in the fine print. So it is continuing. We just don't know how or if it's just going to be entirely through Blizzard now. Mm. We don't know. It's just kind of a waiting game for all of us because I remember seeing the announcement and the way it seemed like I came out of my room like almost in tears. I'm like, no, Tespa's ending. This is horrible. Like, I'm sad. Like, I have my jersey in my room and it's like one of the most, one of my favorite things ever to have. And it's just (laughs) such a big moment of my college experience. And it's kind of just a way that I relaxed from studying all the time. Well, you'll always have the card back to remind you. That's, That's something true. that I'll never get. Because we talked about that now. and you're like, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I got the pin uh, for my hat, but uh, I heard wasn't able somebody, to get it. I heard somebody actually got that card back off of eBay somehow. I, I don't know how legal or legitimate that is, but maybe try eBay if you're desperate. (laughs) Uh, So my understanding is that because it's tied to, um, it's tied to your student ID and the TESPA ID that Uh, you'll need to have TESPA around for in order to claim it. So it's not just a code uh, that you can get. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of is a code that you can get and then you have to pay for something on top of that. Um, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. 
seemed like you had to share a little bit too much information and that it wasn't exactly on the up and up. So I never, I never pursued that. (laughs) Ah, okay. Cause when I signed up, it was a little bit different. It just had my like TESPA ID and just my university email. So they didn't really ask for much from me. Um, and and they didn't even give me a code. They were just like, hook up your Battle.net account and you'll be fine. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So maybe setup had changed since then? I have no idea. I know that sounds like the experience that I read about uh, for for those that bought on eBay, that because it links to your account, then they do some kind of verification on the back end. And for those of us that don't have a a TESPA participating school uh, email address, then there's nowhere to send the verification, right? Ah. Okay, I got you. I just wasn't sure how that worked. I was like, maybe it'll be one of the ones like Blizzard puts in the store for gold, but I don't. I don't know I how likely that is. I got my fingers crossed. I definitely need that one for you. I definitely <laughs> hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. All right, so just some really quick questions. What's your favorite class? Um, favorite class right now, it's changed. From when I started, it was Hunter. Then it was Paladin, and now it's like Warlock. So it's constantly changing and shifting. But it would probably, if I had a favorite overall class right now, it would be Paladin because I just like Librum and Libroom and all those mechanics. I'll have to point you towards some other uh, paladin creators then i i know a few that have been experimenting with some other fun stuff yeah uh, so um what about uh, favorite card oh my gosh there's so many cards <laughs> oh boy you would ask me this um if i had to think one off the top of my head just like new expansion wise i would say ticketus because i just love burning through somebody's deck and when they burn something good or they're down to like nothing it's just so satisfying to see those matches play out it's not so satisfying from the other side just uh just no, a fair warning <laughs> but it's it's fun to play not it feels bad for that guy but it feels good for you Right. Uh, Favorite expansion? Oh, gosh. So I think I started playing when Descent of Dragons came out. So I've only been around for Descent, Ashes of Outland, and Dark Moon Fair. Um, I would have to say... Yeah, and Scalamance. Oh, gosh. It's between Scalamance and Ashes of Outland because I just loved the Outlast mechanic. No matter how broken it might have been, I I did play a lot of Demon Hunter during this time. And I'll admit, when I first started playing it, I'm like, oh, I hate Demon Hunter. This is complicated. And then I started playing it. I'm like, I can't get enough of Demon Hunter. Send help. <laughs> um, I, I think Demon Hunter was really great because they they just gave everybody the basic set for free. Uh, yeah. And so you had something that you could you could build with right away and making it part of the uh, descent of dragons. I, I think set uh, means that it'll, they'll have a chance to fix it with the, the classic set redesign. Um, so I'm really interested to see where the class goes. They had a lot of identities over the last year. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it'll be interesting to see what, Oh yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. It 
Yeah, it will be interesting. And, you know, how the archetypes change and everything, it'll be interesting to see what the next one is and if it's going to be brokenly overpowered like it's been for ages now. (laughs) Not so much anymore with the nerfs, but who knows? With a new archetype, maybe it will be broken once again. Hopefully not for other people. (laughs) Right. Because then people are going to be frustrated, like they're frustrated with Shaman. (laughs) Well, I think that Shaman, just whenever it goes powerful, it's uh, it's frustrating because it can dominate. But then um, if it gets nerfed too hard, then it just ends up so far at the bottom that nobody plays it. So it's kind of one that's, I think, hard to hard to really keep balanced, especially with the evolved mechanic that they seem to be uh, pushing on. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how they how they position that going forward as whether it's a main um, theme or a uh, kind of a side theme um, behind overload stuff like that yeah all right favorite deck uh, of all time oh I was a huge Highlander hunter main when I started so we'll go with that there you go yeah it's always good to do highlander on the third set of the year like descent of dragons because you have the the full amount of cards that you can you can put towards it so it usually ends up being pretty pretty well tuned uh if you really like highlander decks though wild is uh i think going to be a place that you might actually find yourself enjoying uh because there's so there's so many cards. It's easy to put a lot of different cards that do kind of the same thing in and still give you those uh, Highlander effects. So that makes sense. Look at. That makes sense. All right, Emily, is there yeah. anything else you wanted to talk about today? Um, maybe just a little bit to touch on this since I talked about it in the beginning. Like, Hearthstone was really inclusive for me because. I have um, very mild spastic diplegic cerebral palsy. So like my right hand and my right leg and like the right side of my body is affected by it. So I find when playing a lot of like computer games, I cannot do like WASD. It's just very awkward for my hands to position properly. So I loved having a game that I could just pick up and click and drag. And it was just very easy access for me. So that was a huge thing. And two, like, I find with certain communities, like, if you don't play well, they will totally badmouth you. And that was a problem with me in the gaming scene for a while because the games I played, I could not control it very well with that situation. And I would just, like, get totally obliterated. I can't speak. (laughs) I would get totally crushed. And, uh, well and it didn't turn out well for me so i just like the inclusivity of hearthstone and the welcome you know how welcome the community is and accepting they have been from the jump because i haven't had that before so i was really thankful for that 
that's that's great to hear. I know that there it's not all uh, roses. There's definitely oh. pockets of the community that aren't so great, like random friend requests and things like oh, that. Oh, I know. Uh, where you can get some of that negativity. But overall, I think that there are definitely large pockets of really great people in the Hearthstone oh, yeah. community. That's why this podcast exists, to try to bring people like that together, that I'll enjoy the game for all uh, all reasons. Yes, uh, welcome and, and encourage and uh, just have fun. Yes, it's definitely changed my life in a good way, and it's helped with a lot of personal things and, you know, depression and a lot of other things as well on that front for myself and... I'm glad that it's here, even though there are problems with it sometimes. It's not all roses, like you said, but I think that's with any game. It's hard to balance and hard to balance paywalls and all that kind of stuff. Because in the end, it is a business. They have to make their cut and we have to have our fun as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, with that, if uh, anyone has questions or want to reach out to you, befriend you and uh, find other ways to be encouraging to you, how can they get in touch with you? Um, my Twitter is capital H S underscore and then lowercase punk Harls 99. And um, there's that. And I could also give my battle net if you guys want that, or I could put it in my Twitter bio. Once you guys follow me there, if you're more inclined to do that, cause I know it's sometimes easier to copy and paste. Um, I'm we more can put both in the show notes. So yeah. uh, if they go to the, um, the happy heartstone.com yep. uh, and check out the show notes, then they'll see um, that information. I will DM you my uh, battle net then because it's easier to copy and paste than just say it here. <laughs> Sounds I good. Will, yeah, I will DM that information. Perfect. Well, I really do appreciate your time today. Uh, I, I'm excited more than ever, I think, to play Hearthstone and uh, watch more uh, competitive Hearthstone uh, in the future. Um yeah, I've been really excited to talk to you about this for a while. I just think the collegiate scene is kind of yeah. an interesting take on the competitive scene. And uh, I've I been really, excited. I really for appreciate this. you. Yeah, I've been excited for this for quite a while. I know I was telling like my real life friends who play the game. I'm like, I'm going to be on a podcast. This is huge. Like, yay. I was like all excited because I've never I've done interviews for different stuff, but nothing quite like this. Um, and it was just fun and I never expected like collegiate to open that door you know what I'm saying and mm -hmm. um, it's just going to be interesting where it goes in 2021 with all the adjustments and we're going to have to stay tuned on that note yeah, on that note, indeed. Uh, so definitely go follow Emily uh, so that you can be alerted when she starts streaming and uh, we can we can help her out as she goes beyond the collegiate scene. Well, we talked so much about Edwin. We've selected him to also be the card of the week. We've known Edwin for quite a while. Three mana for a two-two. For every other card you play, he gets a 2-2 boost. But when he's played with Foxy Fraud, he was a little too strong. And so they had to nerf him down, so we wrote him this song. 
Eddie, Eddie, ten ten played on turn three. Eddie, Eddie, two foxy frauds, he's free. They added another mana to try to slow him down. It made the world kick Rogue's big smile turn itself upside down. They wanted to play him on three, but now he's played on four. Instead of a 10-10, he's now an 8-8 on the board. Eddie, Eddie, 8-8 played on turn four. Eddie, Eddie, they slowed him down for sure. Now they say he'll rotate out in the next Hearthstone year. The Hall of Fame won't be the same, though details aren't yet clear. But when he rotates out, they say they may revert the nerf. So we may see Edwin again with Wild as his turf. Eddie, Eddie, 10-10 played on turn 3. Eddie, Eddie, two foxy frogs, he's free. This has been the Happy Hearthstone, and we'd like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I hope you'll consider ways that you can support the show. At the onset, I suggested the Patreon at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone, which is the best way to provide a little bit of financial support. But we're also looking for some help in creating some more current reviews on your favorite podcast platforms and guests for future programs. I'd also love to know what you thought of the show and what you'd like to see added for future episodes, so feel free to drop me a message on Twitter at GuyGrumpy or on our Discord. These links will be available in the show notes at thehappyhearthstone.com. Finally, special thank you to Emily Ann for joining us today and to our producer for today's episode, Number Theory. We couldn't do with this without guests and super supporters and your love and support is felt with every episode that we make. Much love, everyone. <laughs>